Oh, man. What the fuck is happening, fam? Hold on a second. Oh, you already know. I'm trying to hold the joint getting lit to my phone microphone, but then I realized I have headphones in. That also is where the microphone is, so it would probably be better if I was doing, holding it near there. But they're earbuds, so the lighter would be near my face, and I'm not going to do that. Because, like everyone else in the world, I hate the smell of burnt hair. But, anyway, it's your boy, the Sultan of Sativa, the Ayatollah of Indica, the Maestro de Macoya, fucking Ned Sparks, a.k.a. Donald Blunt, a.k.a. Johnny Hash, a.k.a. fucking Willie the Cool Penguin, a.k.a. Lord Baltimore. And I'm here bringing you a brand spanking new episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm in the lab, hot boxing it out, feeling like be real. Uh, definitely big fried. You know, sometimes it just, no matter, I feel like I smoke a lot of weed and then I just feel mad regular. You know, I never used to understand those commercials where it would be like, if you get high and you do it all the time, you'll just feel regular. You won't be high. And um, I was like, yeah, that's the fucking point. To fucking make it to where my regular is that high. To be honest, I don't have any hash in my life right now. I am a little fired up. Been an interesting weekend. Um, been an interesting couple of days. Sorry, I'm getting juiced up. First form, Blue Raz Energy Drink. Go get some. Use the, the link in the show notes. Firstform.com slash Elliot Aces. Uh, anyone that's buying supplements, uh, using my link off First Form, you show me your purchase, I got you on a free bag. And that's all mothers. I don't think you can tell the First Form people that. They might get mad at me. But, you know, I want you guys to help yourselves. And I want to help you too. Um... If you sign up for coaching, too, you might fucking, you might get some free hash. I don't know. We'll see. You know? Get in touch with me. You already know how. I don't even know where to fucking begin right now. To be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to start just kind of fill you in over where I'm at overall at the moment. I, uh, this weekend trained hard as fuck. Friday nights, good class as always. With Gerano Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I think I'm going to do a podcast episode with him, the old man. I might have to get Nash to be on it too, just to kind of counterbalance his bullshit. It would be a pretty interesting episode, I think. And um, to be honest, we would have to get Nash very high. Uh, there'd probably be some good video content to go along with it, as Gerano has a good space that we could record at and smoke weed at and do some Jiu-Jitsu at. So... Um, it could be a learning opportunity for you uh, in many ways. Um, but yeah, so Friday, trained hard, 10-minute ten minute rounds. You know, I was a little late, uh, but got there right as the, the rounds were starting. Went the fuck in. 
really trying to challenge myself in that class. Really been working on control, pressure, you know, movement, fluidity, um, some smash. And uh, Saturday morning, I went and trained. My kids uh, stayed over my sister's house. I stayed over there too, but we all stayed over there for a little family adventure. Um, after after class, I was feeling sore. Um, definitely feeling kind of fucked up, and you know more sore than regular. And I had, um, you know, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And so a little bit later in the afternoon, I was playing with my kids at this little park, you know, near the beach at my sister's house. And uh, I was throwing the swing over because it was too low to the ground. And it like kind of hooked in a weird way and didn't swing the way I was expecting it to. And the bolt on the swing hit me right in the fucking temple. Shit hurt like shit, you know, and afterwards, I kind of felt like I was on a little bit of a decline, you know, bodily pain worse, you know, I don't know what the fuck is going on with me, I don't know if it's because I came off antibiotics last week, and just like having a hard time reacclimating, my body's just beat, like if i just been training too much, I feel like last week, I didn't even train that hard, I had Friday, Saturday, um, Tuesday and like Sunday, you know, didn't train Monday, didn't train, um, uh, did I do noon class on Monday? I think I did. Um, but that shouldn't, you know, I feel like I haven't been working out as hard. And so I don't know what my fucking deal is, but literally right now I felt like, you know, Sunday I woke up feeling like a ton of bricks hit me. Which is pretty regular, but like the regular, if I use the regular amount of like pain and soreness that I'm in just regularly and the things that like hurt or are kind of nagging, I would say that it was at least five times worse than it normally is. Plus, my hand, fingers have been feeling like, you know, we're feeling numb, like uh, from, from gripping the gi. And so Sunday I said, ah, you know, don't be a little bitch, you know, you're sore, tight, whatever. Get, uh, get on down, go train with Mikey, got private, go train with Mikey, stay for open mat, you'd be all right. So I train with Mikey, get a little loosened up, a little warmed up, feeling a little better, still pretty sore, still feeling kind of shitty. Uh, get upstairs, uh, for open mat, roll with a couple people, get knee in the face a few times and I just am done. You know, I, I wasn't feeling nauseous, but like, I felt like I was almost on the way to nauseous. You know, uh, I felt like I kind of had some brain fog. I just, I really felt like I had a little bit of a minor concussion. I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't eat till like later in the afternoon when I ate, took a uh, hot shower, feeling better, at least, you know, a lot better. Uh, today, you know, on the upswing for sure, definitely wasn't feeling 100%, body still in pain, was really feeling like a bitch, feeling like I needed to rest, um, had to deal with some bullshit, I won't 
bore you with the details. And uh, that shit motivated me uh, to get off my ass and, and go move. So I strapped on some ankle weights, weight vest, rolled up a blunt, went for a nice 50-minute blunt walk with the weight vest and ankle weights. Um, getting after it. Posted the podcast up, the anal lesions, last episode that should have been out some time ago. Sorry. But, you know, you know how this shit goes. I got a lot of shit coming down the pike, though, as far as, like, podcast topics. I don't even I don't even know how to keep up. I feel like there's so much shit that I'm learning about that if I'm just learning about it, there's a lot of people that probably don't even know about it. Um, or maybe, hopefully, if I talk about it, they have some insight or information. Um, a lot of good shit, man, coming up. A lot of good shit today. I don't even know. Like I said, I don't even know where to start. I feel like we should uh, should keep it light, almost. Uh, what did I fucking? What was I gonna do to keep it light? Um, I'm getting ready to go to Sun Meds. Uh, getting ready to tour their facility. You know, uh, the MPX guys, uh, I guess Drew, my man, head extractor of MPX at one point, left, took a couple guys with him, and uh, went over to, like, SunMed Labs, I guess. So I I don't exactly know. These are some things I want to talk about. If you're listening and there's some things you want to know about SunMeds, please, please, please shoot me a message, shoot me an email. Um, I'm actually about to make a new email for some podcast submission shit. So that you can, uh, we could talk about things that you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, there's people don't always have an opportunity to go to these places. And, um, you know, Drew is a good dude. Let me in at MPX. If you haven't listened to that episode, it definitely is uh, one of the more highly listened to episodes of Let's Talk About It. I'd recommend that you go back and uh, listen to my talk about the MPX Extraction Lab and what they had going on and, uh, kind of what the thoughts are. Um, you know, my thoughts right now are sun meds are mids, which they hold a place, fine. Um, they are the largest cultivator in the state, to my knowledge, um, which comes with its own sets of issues. And I know I've spoken to Drew about some of these issues prior, which is uh, why he told me when he was working with MPX, they had almost contracted out a certain amount of space in their grow where they were able, since they weren't able to get their own uh, grow facility to go along with their extraction lab in Maryland here, uh, as they have in Nevada and Arizona, I believe, and maybe a couple other states. Um, So he said that they had contracted out some space in SunMed and uh, they were taking very good care of their part of the garden maybe more so than sun meds took care of their part of the garden, you know? So, um, I'm interested to see where he's at with that. Uh, as he brought it up to the same kind of standard. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bring a videographer or if I'm able to, but, uh, if I will, I'd love to just cause I'd like to get some good content. <laughs> like to ask some good questions and, um, you know, keep it moving and grooving. But uh, it's cool because they're uh, they're located, I believe, right like in town in the small eastern shore town uh, near where I got clean, went to treatment at. And so I'm really uh, that's cool. Take a little trip down memory lane. I don't think I can go like out that way or like to the facility 
I wouldn't want to, you know, fuck it. Uh, my story is way different kind of than what they preach. I mean, I could edit it, tailor it, but I'd feel like I was lying to them and I wouldn't want to do that. And I wouldn't want to interfere with the way their treatment is set up because you know how it is set up is what helped me. Um, at the end of the day, whether I felt like it was bullshit or not, right, it came down to me, my attitude, thought, actions, behaviors, right, when I went to that facility, um, I was pretty, pretty beaten, and I really, you know, I, I really wanted to get clean, or at least I wanted to want to get clean, and was going to do everything that I was told to do there, and I was going to keep a good attitude about it, set up in the front, in groups, tried to learn, went and talked to my counselors, you know, when I got out, I did all the things that, you know, they told me to do after. So I did all that shit, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, it's always going to come down to you and what you decide to do, what decisions you make. Um, you know, a good friend of mine that hasn't drank in many years. Uh, been hanging out with a, a, a lady friend, you know, and he's been hanging out at the bar, shooting pool, little dive bar, right? Cool little spot where him and her like to go, and she she likes to drink, you know, and it's cool. I don't, you know, he's not a guy that's in recovery per se, and I'm not going to put his name out there. He knows if he's listening, and he probably is listening. Um, but I'm not going to censor myself because that's not, he wouldn't want me to. And, um, you know, we talk about real shit. We keep it fucking funky with each other, you know, and when he told me that today, I wasn't disappointed at all. You know, my reaction and response was calm, cool, collected. I didn't try to, like, be condescending or, like, you know, even hit him really with a whole lot of be careful. It was just like, oh, you know who you are? You know where your mind state is? And, you know, if you want to sip some tequila, strawberry drinks, I mean, by all means, that's your prerogative, right? But you know where you're at. And, um, you know, he agreed. And, and that's what it is. That's what the fuck it is. People make their own decisions. People fucking do what they want to do. Um, I'm fucking hungry. But that is not relevant right now because if I take a break and go inside, then I'm not going to fucking get into the shit I want to get into. And then it's going to take me a couple more days. And, you know, to be honest, I'd like to just record this episode and get it out within the next 48 hours. I'll let you guys marinate on the last one for a little minute, and then I'm dropping this one. So what we're doing. Um, you know, I mean, I've been thinking a lot lately. You know, my kids just started preschool. You know, I think about my experience in preschool, and, and I definitely loved that shit. Um, but it's bittersweet, you know, watching my girls leave. You know, get out the nest, be their own little humans, you know, without dad there to protect them every minute, you know, or the majority of minutes. You know, I went upstairs from doing some work in the basement. You know, normally my kids would be in the living room playing or eating, snacking, um, and they weren't there, you know, and it was, uh, it was, uh, I had some feels, some feels. You know, but they fucking loved it. They went to preschool and they loved it. They had a blast. They had a great time hanging out with kids. It's good to go. You know, uh, they had fun. They colored. They did crafts. 
did shit that preschool kids are supposed to do. I, I was dying because I told her, Charlie, I said, hey, I told Charlie Ann River, I said, hey, you know, when you meet somebody new, put your hand out, shake their hand, say, hey, my name's Charlie, or my name's River, what's your name, nice to meet you. She said, Daddy, I tried to shake their hands, but I don't think they like that. <laughs> you know, I guess that's some, some shit only adults like. You know, I say, hey, if they don't want to shake your hand, don't take it personal, no worries. Um, but still, just ask them, you know, say, hey, I'm trying to introduce yourself and ask them what their name is so that you know. And they're like, okay, Daddy, I will. Great. Great. Um... Yeah, man. Life, kids. You know, I'm. I, I get very concerned. I I feel some shit that feels like fear lately. Um, because there's so many. I think about the last couple of years. You know, and I I think about the next couple of years. And I think about how so much shit that's happening right now could have probably all been avoided had more people just stopped in the very beginning and said, no, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. We wouldn't be where we are now. These people would not have had the ability to, you know, follow through on, like, the destruction of America right now. The demoralization, the destabilization... You know, they're trying to make shit as bad as they possibly can so that we'll while out some crazy shit happens and then they can fucking usher in, you know, this totalitarian digital technocratic surveillance state that, you know, would to me resemble an awful lot like the New World Order. You know, via guys like Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and all of the fucking people that they're affiliated with here in our own American government, like Rhino, Dan Crenshaw, for one. Um, you know, he is a young leader of the World Economic Forum. You know who else is? Justin Trudeau of fucking Canada, our neighbor to the north. Fucking Fidel Trudeau. You're like, this shit is just such a funky game, dude. Has anyone seen... Has anyone seen... Uh, all, like, the memes and pictures of King Charles's hands floating around? What the fuck are those hands, bro? Like, are those real hands? Why do they look like that? Who did that? Who told him that shit was cool? You know, I was recording an episode the other night, and um, it got interrupted about 15 minutes in, and it's fine. I was, like, talking some shit about the queen. Actually, I got to see if that chunk was in there still, because I might put that in the beginning of this episode and then, you know, just fucking attack it on there. Fuck it. But I got a call from a guy I know, uh... And he's an ex-NSA analyst. And I had some fucking questions. And so him and I ended up getting in a whole conversation that took like two hours 
I was on the phone till like one in the fucking morning, uh, learning stuff that may or may not be declassified. Um, I don't even know what I'm allowed to talk about without potentially getting killed. Uh, which like, I'm, I'm like really actually a little paranoid about that. But I don't trust the motherfucker as far as I could throw him. Uh, but that's pretty much everybody in my life, really. And so I was talking to him, and he got really fucking mad when I brought up Edward Snowden. Because I was like, yo, Edward Snowden, American hero. He said, uh, he said, he said, no, fuck no. Got all mad. If, if I can get on the Real AF podcast, because I'm, I'm about to send in, like, you know, my 75 Heart experience, you know, they posted the thing, if you'd like to be on, on Real AF, share your experience with 75 Heart, send an email in to blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to send one in, I'm going to attach my podcast episode, 75 Heart, it was fucking hard, and uh, tell them my shit. But if somehow I'm able to finagle my way onto the Real AF podcast, and I can fucking put on the tinfoil hat, sit in the studio, hit a Puffco, maybe even take full-on dad in the studio with the big dog himself, Andy Frisella. You know, that would be fucking litty titties for me, fam. And um, if I can get on there, then I will tell you the shit that he said about Edward Snowden. But until then, I'm not saying it. He said he didn't know if it was declassified or not. Uh, I don't know how it would be. It's fucking crazy. And uh, honestly, if it's the truth, which I don't even know that it is, right? Because who the fuck knows, right? Like, why would you, you know, he doesn't work for them anymore. That's what he says. But, you know, you're an intelli- in the intelligence community. I don't fucking know. But he did, you know, as much as, uh, you know, it's conflicting because you see all this stuff that, like, blames, that, like, talks about Snowden informing Americans about the NSA spying on Americans in all these different ways and, like, the FISA accords and fucking, um, you know, truth and firm and whatever those other fucking things were. Um, and, and like all the, you know, some of the back channel ways where they don't have to necessarily have a warrant and they can, you know, they can kind of loosely say that you might be connected to some person or group or, you know, organization or whatever. And then they can have full rights. Now, apparently it was very difficult if you wanted to fucking, if you wanted to put the fucking ears to an American citizen, apparently there was a lot of fucking hoops to go through. So, I mean, that like kind of felt good, but. I was like, no, that's the FBI's job. That's what they do. They investigate domestic people. I'm like, great. Fucking cool, dude. <clears throat> but yeah, we talked about geofencing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's like totally, um, totally insane and definitely a way that law enforcement tracks you and uh, retail places track you and use your data. multifaceted. If you're not hip to geofencing, I would I would look into it. Because, uh, like a lot of other things in this world, are fucked up. Um, 
man. What to even, like, what to even, where to even go from here? Uh, you know, I, I think about, you know, how right now people are like, oh, you know, I still, I still have the receipts on people who called me a fucking idiot for saying they were trying to go cashless. You know, well, now they're talking about there's people on in our government who are connected, been BFFs with Klaus Schwab for 40 years that are talking about, you know, we need military style operation uh, to help usher in uh, one new digital currency. That sounds like an awful lot like the New World Order, dude. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I think it's crazy. You know, the Patriot Act definitely gave the government the ability to go way further into uh, what they, they wanted to. Um, you know, 9-11, the anniversary was just the other day. And, um, you know, when I think about 9-11, that's like really what got me into like a truther style movement was 9-11. Yeah, I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but if you haven't heard me share about it, you know, when I was 15 at Warped Tour, I got a green flyer and it was like fucking 10 or 15 reasons uh, why 9-11 was the inside job. And it was like, oh, you know, I had a picture of George Bush at the top. And it said, not my president. And on the back, it had a whole fucking, it was some propaganda. Um, I didn't look at it like that then. I, I don't think that I knew to look at it then. Uh, but I did base it on uh, um, a lot of my thought process. And I was also listening to a lot of music at the time that was like talking about 9-11 and uh, going against the official narrative. And so this was like right, right in there. But it was talking about, you know, if you're going to, when you vote, make sure you always vote Green Party. And if you're not going to vote Green, vote Democrat. Because at least you're not voting right wing, fucking white supremacy and, uh, you know, like fuck Republicans. And to be fair, in the case of George Bush and Dick Cheney, 100%. But if you look at the next president, Obama, and all the shit he did as far as extending the Patriot Act, not legalizing and decriminalizing cannabis, um, you know, fucking, there's a lot of, I'm not going to get into Obama's presidency right now, but, uh, you know, I would say he sucks, right? Trump, I would say overall, as far as certain things he's done as president, I can fuck with. Taxing China. Cool. Uh, the other shit, I, I would still say he's a fucking asshole. And I don't give a fuck about him. I'm wise to his pies. Now, since we live in a literal fascist state, a corporate oligarchy, if you will, a government whose policies are put into place and voted on and, and, and lobbied into place are based around the economic interests of giant corporations, which is exactly what we have 
And if you think I'm some sort of fuckface for actually saying that, I highly advise that you go look at, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, it was Harvard or Harvard, Harvard, Harvard or Stanford did a study. I'm 99% sure, maybe Princeton, Princeton or Harvard put out a study talking about uh, America as a corporate oligarchy. And if you look at uh, there's other studies talking about how the American population really uh, policy is only uh, putting only about 5% of policy is made around um, our interests. The rest of it, the other 95% is for the corporations and lobbyists and people who can benefit. Um, you know, 9-11, uh, I'm going to double back to this lobbying and policy and bills passing and things being put into place. Um, I almost, I almost feel like I'm like jumping the gun because I'm, I don't know if I'm going to, that I'm going to record the whole, I don't know if I'm going to even be able to record the whole thing tonight, but there's some shit I just, even the shit I got to preface this shit for, because I want to go into Question four uh, for this House bill that would legalize Maryland, uh, legalize cannabis in Maryland and what that would entail. Um, because I assure you, based on what I've read of it so far, that there's a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of room for, um, you know, misinterpretation, a lot of room for uh, the police and enforcement agencies to still criminalize cannabis, you know, and um, you can you can take my interest as as whatever you want, but I'm somebody that's for the plant and for the people that are are you know imprisoned because of it. And while um, I definitely want to dive into more 9-11 stuff and how the official narrative is such bullshit, how many firefighters have been censored about, you know, what they heard and saw, even, you know, that so many things have been scrubbed. But, you know, the Internet is undefeated and these things are available. You can find them, you know, the the people who were um, who were there, you know, when shit went down because. There's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense on what they're trying to tell us. And that 9-11 commission report was a cover-up from the start. You know, it was born to fail. You know, I, I recently, this 9-11, I started following this uh, one page, the Great Deception podcast. I actually, I, I keep forgetting to listen to the actual podcast. Um, but they were talking about September 11th, 1973, I believe. And Operation Full Belt, I believe is what it's called. I'm going to pull up a PDF and give you like a little rundown on it because I'm I'm going to read the whole operation. But this basically gives like the starting synopsis to it. I'll read it a little bit later. But, um, you know, we all this all this shit just all ties in. You know, uh, I look at at Maryland, right? I'm trying to read this this bill, right? And so I'm going to go over 
um, little bit of, of kind of what I, I found to, to preface this to before I dive into actually going into the bill and question four, right? So, um, blah, 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 Maryland question four, marijuana legalization amendment 2022. Uh, the election date is November 8th, 2022. Topic marijuana status on the ballot type constitutional amendment origin state legislature. Maryland question four, the Maryland legal marijuana legalization amendment is on the ballot in Maryland as a legislatively referred constitutional amendment on November 8th. 2022, a vote, a yes vote supports legalizing marijuana for adults 21 of age or older beginning in July 2023 and directing the Maryland State Legislature to pass laws for use, distribution, regulation, and taxation of marijuana. A no vote opposes legalizing marijuana for adults 21 years or of age or older beginning in July 2023 and directing the Maryland State Legislature to pass laws for the use, distribution, regulation, and taxation of marijuana. So, to me, that language right there is, like, almost divisive. It's like, you know, I mean, you can say it's just it is what it is, right? It's like, hey, it's, are you for or against uh, adults 21 years of age uh, being able to fucking, you know, buy weed? Uh, goes into what question four, what would question four do? Um, it, which is that it would, uh, amend the Maryland constitution to add a new article, article 20, which should authorize individuals 21 years of age or older to use and possess marijuana. The added section also, also authorizes the Maryland general assembly to quote, provide for the use, distribution, possession, regulation, and taxation of cannabis within the state, end quote. During the 2022 legislative session, the state legislature also passed the implementing legislation that would take effect once the amendment is adopted. Currently, marijuana is legal for medicinal use in Maryland under a 2013 law. In, Maryland, in April of 2014, possession of 10 grams or less, marijuana was decriminalized. How did question four get on the ballot? Question four was introduced as House Bill 1, January 12, 2022, uh, Delegate Luke Clippinger was approved by the State House, 96-34, uh, February 25th, 2022. All but one Republican voted against the measure. April 1st, 2022, State Senate voted to pass the measure with amendments by a vote of 29-17. Two Democrats, Senators Joanne Benson and Joe Carter, voted on the Republican minority against the bill. Uh, on the same day, the State House voted to concur with the amendment by a vote of 94-39. Two Democrats, um joined the Republican minority and voting against the bill. One Republican delegate, Carl Anderton Jr., voted in favor of the bill. It's the second time a state legislature has referred a constitutional amendment proposing marijuana legalization of voters. 2020, the New Jersey state legislature voted to refer an amendment to voters that was approved. Um, ballot title. The ballot title is as follows. Do you favor the legalization of the use of cannabis by an individual who is at least 21 years of age on or after July 1st, 2023 in the state of Maryland for the constitutional amendment against the constitutional amendment? Right. It's like to me, that question has so much that needs to be answered. Right. Because, yes, 
100% I'm in favor of any individual, uh, 21 and over. I would even give some younger ages, but that's up to individuals and parents and whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm for that. Constitutional changes. Add a new article, Article 20 to the Maryland Constitution. The following underlying text would be added. Article 20, Cannabis. Subject to subsection B of this section, on or after July 1st, 2023, an individual in the state who is at least 21 years old may use and possess cannabis. General Assembly, by law, shall provide for the use, distribution, possession, regulation, and taxation of cannabis within the state. Full text can be read here. Okay. House Bill 1. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Eugene Monroe. So I'm I'm going down right. Support. Yes, on four is leading the campaign in support of question four. Um. Arguments. Eugene Monroe, ex Baltimore Raven. Um, guy that I know is yes on four chairman. Legalizing cannabis would stimulate Maryland's economy and create tens of thousands of good-paying jobs while allowing Maryland residents to benefit from vital investments in education, public health, and public safety funded by cannabis taxes. Yep. Eugene, if you don't know, has been a a fucking advocate and a half for the plant. No question. Quit the NFL so he could advocate for cannabis use. Um, And research and development for uh, CTE. Um, and, you know, treatments of other mental shit. Uh, he also is a part owner of GTI and um, has interest in rhythm here in Maryland uh, as well as, you know, like their overall company. So just things to think about when you're thinking about who people are and, and what they have. And it's no disrespect to Eugene. I love Eugene. I've, I've worked out with him. I've spent time around him, um, you know, but... That is the reality, right? It's just something that we think about. But the things that he's saying are correct. Senator State Delegate Luke Clippinger, the legislature is focused to get this right, and we have more work to do. This is a huge step forward on our journey to legalize cannabis in Maryland. Oh, yeah. Olivia Noggle, a legislative analyst with the Marijuana Policy Project. Marylanders have long awaited a new approach to cannabis policy, and the passage of these bills is a promising step forward. We applaud the legislature for taking decisive action this sessage, this session to finally end the era of cannabis prohibition. Hmm. A policy that is both long overdue and supported by the majority of constituents. We look forward to working with Maryland legislators on this issue moving forward. Um, opposition. Oh, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to send some. Arguments uh, for opposition. State Senator J.B. Jennings. I just don't... I don't know if this is his voice, but I'm going to read it as this. I don't think it should be in the Constitution. That's what I imagine him sounding like. Because that's what his quote is. It's kind of like... It's kind of weird... That those are such... Differing arguments. Campaign finance... uh, Information. This is... uh, Where it was fun... Ballotopedia identified two committees in support of question four. MD Can 22 Inc. and Legalize Maryland 2022. 
MD Can 22 Inc. reported 50,100 in contributions, and Legalized Maryland 2022 had not reported any contributions. If you are aware of any committees, please send an email with a link to blah, blah, blah. So cash contributions and support, $50,100. Uh, support, the following table includes contribution and expenditure totals for the committees in support of the measure. MD Can 2022 Inc., 50000 Legalized Maryland 2022, zero. Donors. The following were the top donors who contributed to the support committees. The, the support committee, as we just said, were Legalized Maryland 2022 and MD Can 22 Inc. Okay? So the donor who donated 50000 cash contributions uh, to MD Can 2022 or MD Can 22 is True Leaf Medical Cannabis Dispensary. True Leaf, uh, they want to know uh, is this going to be something they can make happen? They are in support. Yeah, 50,000. Right? So they 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 paid 50,000. They donated 50,000 to MD Can 22 Inc. Now, Legalized Maryland 2022 has reported zero cash contributions. Okay? Keep that in mind. Now, I couldn't really find any information on Legalized Maryland 2022. Um, they had zero cash contributions, so I guess we're not really worried about them. I don't know that they're even a business. I tried finding them up. Obviously, MD Can 22 Inc. is a business. You know? That's. It's incorporated. It says it. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested. Who is True Leave Dispensary paying $50,000 to in cash contributions, donating to. Uh, to help with this bill and, um, you know, and, and what we could do. 50,000, that goes a long way. Right, so, I'm thinking to myself, well, let me just go look it up on the Maryland.gov. You know, like, let me go check the state website and, and find out who this business belongs to. MD Can 22 Inc. You know, oh my God, this is so fucking annoying. I'm trying to. I guess because I've logged off. Now I'm getting too much good information. It wants to not let me fucking pull this shit up. I already had it pulled up so I could be ready for such a situation. No. Yes. So one business found. MD Can 22 Inc. 
right? General information. It's their business name, principal office, 60 Cable Hollow Way, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20774. Resident agent, which I'm assuming is their attorney who filed uh, this paperwork. Sabrina Neal, 60 Cable Hollow Way, Upper Mar Marlboro, Maryland. Totally willing to bet that this is an attorney. Status, incorporated. Good business in good standing. Business type, corporation. Business code, ordinary business, non-stock. Date of formation, 5-11-2022. State of Formation, Maryland. Stock status, non-stock. Cool. Filing history. Articles of Incorporation. All right. We want to know the articles. We want to see the articles. So I pulled up the articles, right? You can just download it. Any business that's registered in the state or any state, you can just pull it up. Articles of Incorporation of MD Can 22 Inc., a non-stock corporation. First, the undersigned Sabrina Steele, Seal, Sabrina Neal, whose address is 68 Cable Holloway of Marlboro, Maryland, 20774, being at least 18 years of age, does hereby form a non-profit, non-stock corporation under the laws of the state of Maryland. The name of this corporation is MD Can 22, Inc., the corporation is organized exclusively for the benefit of the social welfare within the meaning of Section 501c4 of the Internal Revenue Code of 1986 as now in effect or as may hereafter amended the code specifically. The corporation is organized to accept contributions to make expenditures supporting or opposing Maryland ballot issues and other related purposes. In furtherance of that purpose, the corporation may receive property by gift Request or devise, invest, and reinvest the same and apply the income and principal thereof as the board of directors may from time to time determine and engage in any lawful act or activity for which nonprofit, nonstock corporations may be organized under the laws of the state of Maryland. Fourth, street address of the principal office of the corporation in Maryland is 60 Cable Holloway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20774. Fifth, name of the resident agent of the corporation in Maryland is Sabrina Neal, whose address is 6 Cable Holloway. Sixth, corporation has no authority to issue capital stock. Seventh, number of directors of the corporation shall be one, which number may be increased or decreased pursuant to the bylaws of the corporation. Names of the director who shall act until the first meeting or until his or her successor is duly chosen and qualified is Alexandra Hughes. Now, remember that name, because we'll come back to it. I'm going to finish reading these articles. Eighth, provisions for the regulation of internal affairs of the corporation, including provisions for distribution of assets on dissolution or final liquidation, are as follows. No part of the net earnings of the corporation shall inure to the benefit of or be distributed to its officers, trustees, directors, or any other private person, except that the corporation shall be authorized and empowered to pay reasonable compensation compensation for services rendered to or for the corporation and make payments and distributions in furtherance of the purposes set forth in article third. So, um, you know, these, uh, that's basically about if it breaks up, you know, it's like how they can give themselves the money signatures, Sabrina Neal, Sabrina Neal, um, filing parties, address cool so the person on the board alexandra hughes the one person who's a sole decision maker 
of MD Can 22 um, Incorporated is Alexandra Hughes. So I hopped on over to uh, Safari, which I don't usually use Safari, but I know that Google Direct is going to give me what I need. First thing I, that comes up when I Google Alexandra Hughes, Maryland. Alex Hughes, Chief of Staff, House Speaker. Chief of Staff to House Speaker will depart a year's end. Hughes is a trailblazer in Maryland politics. First woman of color to serve as Chief of Staff to a presiding uh, whomever. Wait. Who is this person? Oh, okay, because the picture they have... Um, I guess that's the House Speaker. Okay. So, Alex Hughes. In Maryland. Seems to be, um, the sole person, uh, of MDCAN 2022. 22. Oh, and they re they retweet um, posts for the at yes on Maryland for Twitter MD can that's I guess their um, their shit progressive Maryland uh, likes it interesting so Alexandra Hughes so ex chief of staff to the Maryland Speaker of the House got fifty k. From True Leave uh, to be on this committee of support to, um, you know, to help with MD4, baby. House Bill 1, question. You know, so they were, they were super supportive. Goucher did a poll. Um, I'm going to go through and read, and read this. I am going to do it later because it's getting late. And there's just too much to get into right now. So much. Ugh. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back at it. All right. We're back. Um, it's enough about Alexandra Hughes. Chief of staff to the ex-chief of staff to the Maryland Speaker of the House, the Nancy Pelosi of the Maryland House. Um, and so now, let's uh, let's just talk about this fucking bill. I'm, I'm tired of beating around the bush. <clears throat> All right. An act concerning constitutional amendment, cannabis, adult use and possession. For the purpose of establishing that on or after a certain date, an individual in the state who is at least a certain age may use and possess cannabis. By proposing an addition to the Maryland Constitution, new article XX Cannabis, Section 1. Section 1. Be it enacted by the General Assembly of Maryland, three-fifths of all members elected to each of the two houses concurring, that it be proposed that the Maryland Constitution read as follows. Article 20, Cannabis. Uh, explanation, capitals indicate matter, added it to existing law. Okay, cool. Uh, House Bill 1, subject to subsection of this section on or after July 1st, 2023, an individual in the state 
who is at least 21 years old may use and possess cannabis. The General Assembly shall, by law, provide for the use, distribution, possession, regulation, and taxation of cannabis within the state. Great. Section 2. And be it further enacted that the General Assembly determines that the amendment of the Maryland Constitution proposed by Section 1 of this Act affects multiple jurisdictions and that the provisions of Article 14 one of the Maryland Constitution concerning local approval of the constitutional amendments do not apply. Section 3. And be it further enacted that the amendment to the Maryland Constitution proposed by Section 1 of this Act shall be submitted to the qualified voters of the state at the next general election to be held in November 2022 for adoption or rejection pursuant to Article 14 of the Maryland Constitution. Part B. At that general election, the vote on the proposed amendment to the Constitution shall be by ballot, and on each ballot there shall be printed words for the constitutional amendment and against the constitutional amendment as now provided by law. Two, at that general election, the question substantially similar to the following question shall be submitted to the qualified voters of the state. Question, constitutional amendment, do you favor the legalization of the use of cannabis by an individual who is at least 21 years of age on or after July 1st, 2023 in the state of Maryland. Immediately after the election, all returns shall be made to the governor of the, uh, of the vote for and against the proposed amendment as directed by Article 14 of the Maryland Constitution and further proceedings had in the accordance with Article 14. Oh, cool. That's, that's the question for House Bill one and so um this is all off ballotopedia i'm going to uh, post the link in the show notes uh this is all coming off of house bill 837 uh on april 1st 2022 the state legislature sent implementing legislation that is contingent upon the approval of the amendment to governor larry hogan's desk house bill 837 hb 837 was passed by the state house on february 25th 2022 uh, by a vote of 92 to 37. The Senate passed an amended version on March 31st, 2022, by a vote of 30 to 15. The House concurred on April 1st with a vote of 89 to 41. Governor Hogan decided not to sign or veto the bill, allowing it to take effect upon approval of the amendment. HB 837 would temporarily expand decriminalization from January to June 2023 if the amendment passes. It would decriminalize the possession and use of up to one and a half ounces of marijuana, with a civil fine of up to $100. Okay. So, right there, it would decriminalize the possession and use. What does that mean? The possession and use of up to one and a half ounces of marijuana with a civil fine of up to $100. Meaning that if you get caught with one and a half ounces of marijuana, they will charge you a hundred dollars. It's not they catch you with your weed and you just go on about your day and they just say, Oh, here's your weed back. What they're saying is that you they take your weed and you get to pay them a hundred dollars. That's what they're saying there. Currently the decriminalized amount is ten grams. It would also reduce the penalty for possession of more than one and a half ounces 
but not exceeding two and a half ounces to a civil fine of up to 250. So what they're saying there is that if you get caught with two and a half ounces, then that's a $250 ticket. That's $100 per ounce. If you get caught with more than two and a half ounces, well, let's just say you fucking better not. You fucking better not. Beginning July 1st, 2023, HB 837 would legalize the personal use and possession of up to one and a half ounces or 12 grams of concentrated cannabis for individuals 21 years of age or older. I mean, right now our medical market is way better than that. You can buy an ounce a day from the fucking dispenser. What are you supposed to do with that? If you call it, it's like, oh, I've been buying an ounce a day every day for a week. Like, you know, what the fuck? Like at, uh, like in Colorado, you can buy an ounce a day from a dispensary. So you can, you can buy as many ounces as you want a day. You just have to go to different dispensaries. But if you get caught, how is that a crime? Because you just bought them from the store. Can you go to the liquor store and buy a bunch of booze and then you get pulled over and the cops just take your booze and make you pay a fine even though you just went to the store and bought it with your own money and they sold it to you? No. So why the fuck do you think they could do that with weed? And people want this shit. What the fuck? Um, or 12 grams of concentrated cannabis. So you can have up to 12 grams of concentrated cannabis or an ounce and a half. One or the other motherfucker. One or the fucking other. And if you were to have some of both, well, you better have done the proper math of... Uh, THC in dried flour to THC in concentrated cannabis, um, you know, to however it makes their math from an ounce and a half of flour or 12 grams, right? So whatever that math is, you better have done it properly and you better not be over one or the other fucking up the ratio to equal more than one and a half ounces of flour or 12 grams of concentrated cannabis because honestly their math is probably whacked the fuck out and you think a cop is doing the math on the side of the road now he's taking your shit and giving you a fucking ticket even though you bought it from the fucking store you know or fucking wherever you bought it you know but I guarantee you that if your shit doesn't have a fucking label and a receipt, right? They're gonna hassle you. For no fucking reason. That's how this shit goes. And I'm sorry, but this shit fires me up because people really fucking want this shit. And you got motherfuckers out there trying to fake like it's gonna be creating jobs and it's gonna be doing all this good shit for the fucking state. You know, I went to District Cannabis. There's like five people that work in that whole grow. Did you know? They might have a couple more since they built the greenhouse, but like all their indoor shit, that shit was like literally five people work there, like in the whole building. 
You know, the grow is literally two people. You think we're about to be creating a bunch more jobs. They don't hand water. That shit's all automated. They have as much, every grow has as much automation as possible. And I mean, you can argue, right? You try to minimize the human error. Um, but ultimately, as you know, I was just speaking with uh, a guy who's in the industry. And he was talking about labor being the, the most expensive uh, part of business. You know, because we were talking about trimming. Right. And I was talking about how non-hand trim weed is garbage. That shit, you know, if it's fucking ran through the machine, that shit tastes like chlorophyll. Chlorophyll, more like motherfucking borophyll. More like I don't want to smoke this shit of fill. You know, because it tastes like fucking garbage. You can taste when they machine trim. The machine, the, the fucking machine is slicing exploding plant cells uh, out of the leaves. You're talking about fucking leaves like that are not a part of the bud. You're talking about leaves that are, are, are have, you know, it's plant matter. And you're, you're fucking chopping it up. And I get there's been uh, mad revelations in the industry of trimming machines. But no, dude, no. And every fucking, every fucking grow right now is, is adding more and more machine trim. And some of them, it's just like, they don't even try it. They're definitely not upgraded into the new revolutions in machine trimming technology. You know, and sorry, Evermore, but I saw some of your shit on the gram and that shit makes me not want to buy it. When people put, tell, get on the fucking internet, these people want reposts so bad they're going to fuck it. They're tagging you and blowing you the fuck up. And you can't even repost it because the fucking, the industry is so whack that, you know, when dispensary posts somebody enjoying their product, uh, whether they're consuming it or just fucking posting it, they go and report them and try and get their Instagram deleted. And it's like, it's just so gay, dude. Stop it, the bullshit. Stop it. You know, but they don't want the machine trim shit. I, I'm digressing. The machine trim shit is garbage. And, you know, they don't want to pay people. I literally had somebody tell me, like, why would I why would they want to come work this job uh, fucking trimming when they could go get a job at McDonald's making the same money? I'm like, what? That's a whore because we didn't like cooler for one. Second of all, I know Asians in LA that are, are trimming for way less than what you're paying. I'm about to have a, a whole shipment of them sent out here for my homies, bro. He's got the squad. You know, and it's not, it's, it's fucking, they get paid good wages for fucking sitting there cutting weed leaves all day. But also, one of the things is that Evermore has just constantly had issues. My one man that works there says that the um, people want their product in the market so bad that they're willing to take a, a shittily trimmed product to just have it. And it's like, no, motherfucker, y'all need that shit. Y'all need those extra leaves for some fucking weight because them yields aren't right. And supposedly that's the last run like this. They're getting the rooms dialed in, you know. 
Evermore doesn't have the big money that some of these other companies have. You know, remember in 2020 when when shit was jumping, prices were high. Everybody was getting extra bread. PPP loans were jumping. Um, you know, there was a quote-unquote shortage. Like, everybody was expanding. Everybody was trying to scale up and meet demands. Curio was trying to fucking get a second facility under the same license because the market just needed it. The market needed it. Okay, the market. Let Curio do it. The market needs it. Market needs more curio. The people have spoken. They want their wizard sleeves and their fucking power punch. Purple punch. In 2022, the people still want their purple punch and their wizard sleeves. Snow wizard. Fucking blitz wizard. Blissful wizard. That's what it is. <coughs> Uh, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk About It, the number one cannabis podcast in the world. Let's get back to this a little bit. Um, let's see, where the fuck was I? It would change the criminal penalties for persons found possessing cannabis under the age of 21. Okay, that's good. The bill would also automatically expunge convictions for conduct that would be made legal under the law. Oh. Well, okay. Well, what conduct is made legal under the law? What does that mean? Because that sounds very unclear to me, given the language up above. Right? Because where is the legalization if the police are still fining you for shit you bought from the store? Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm misreading it. If somebody wants to explain it to me in a way where I'm, you know, I, I'm willing to admit that I'm just a fucking idiot. I'm just reading it off the shit and talking about it. And I'm going to post the fucking link in the show notes so you can read the shit and hopefully you'll fucking hit me up and you'll answer my questions. Or you'll say, no, LB, you're fucking right. What the fuck are these people talking about? What? Who? What is Daniel Clippinger or whatever the fuck this delegate's name talking about? You know, maybe I gotta I gotta pull up the actual house bill. So I'm gonna finish just reading this synopsis that's on Ballotopedia right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back in. Um, but let's see. Oh, sh- oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> gotta rewind it back a second, right to. Uh, personal use and possession of one and a half ounces or 12 grams of concentrated cannabis for individuals 21 years of age or older. I can't believe I skipped over this part. How the fuck did I miss this? How the fuck did I miss this? This is the shit that we all put on our Christmas wish list. It would also legalize the possession of up to two cannabis plants. That's right. You heard me right. I said two. Count them. Two cannabis plants. You can fucking put them up in your window. Fucking water them. Put them up in your window. They're going to love it. Put them in around with the other plants. Just put your two plants up in there. Plant mom. Hashtag plant mom. <laughs> what the fuck kind of joke is this? And, I mean, as we've seen 
uh, throughout the country, they've lowered, quote-unquote, plant counts um, uh, across the nation progressively throughout the last few years. And if you know nothing about this, um, that's because you just started smoking weed a couple of years ago. And that's great. And we love it. And we're glad that you're here. Welcome to the party. But please sit down, hang out. You might have had a couple too many writs. Let's fucking chill it. A couple too many uh, curio half gram pre rolls of wizard sleeves. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Damn, wizard sleeves. <clears throat> uh, two cannabis plants. You can have two of them. I don't even know where to start with this. This is like a fucking slap in the face to all those people who are out here. All the people that hate me that say that Maggie Bart should stop and home grow. And, and these same motherfuckers, these same dumb motherfuckers are out here sucking dick telling you to vote for this shit. I mean, I don't know if they're literally sucking dick. They're sucking dick for the bill. They're like a uh, just a bill on sucking dick on the Annapolis Courthouse Hill. You know, for those of you who are maybe overseas in uh, Deutschland, their Vaterland, um, shout out. That's my number one list, most listened to uh, country outside of the United States, uh, followed by, I think, Canada. What's up, my brothers to the north, North American fam, y'all are wild. I got to get back on Canada another time because... They're wild, but I watched like some shows on people just living in the fucking middle of nowhere in like northern Canada, and I don't know how people do it. It's insane. Um, y'all are some tough, tough motherfuckers. Y'all are just built different to be trapping. It's a different type of trapping that they're doing up there. Um. Yeah, two cannabis plants. You can have two of them. What are you going to do with two plants? What are you going to do with two plants? Okay, and and just for the fucking, you know, for the, the flip side of it, right? Because before I really just go bonkers bananas and forget to mention this shit, um, you know, you can have the argument, right? The argument. Uh, well, who's going who's gonna to be checking? You know, who's going to be coming and checking? Uh, maybe CPS, if you have kids and a fucking, you know, bitch baby dad. I don't know. Um, yeah, they see more than two cannabis plants. They're going to fucking, I mean, you probably still can't even fucking have cannabis plants if you have kids. Hell no, CPS about to fuck you up. Um, you fucking better not. You fucking better not. Two plants, you can have two of them. They're going to say, who's going to be checking? Yeah, probably fucking nobody. You know? Could you just veg a plant for fucking, you know, eight months and just keep fucking super cropping the motherfucker, bending and fucking pulling and bending and pulling and just fucking stretching and, uh, and fucking troublesome until that bitch is literally just, you know? Or you do it in a bed and you have fucking... You know, you have multiple, I guess you have multiple plants, but it's all like becomes one root mass. Where are my fucking, where are my fucking regenerative farmers? Pleasantly pressed. 
if it's six plants and one root mass, does that count as one plant? You know, if you have mycelium in there connecting to all the fucking web and all the plants communicating them together, is that one plant? You got two beds, that's two plants, you know, that you fucking squeezed into out of six plants, turned it into two, or 12 plants into two. But the fact that we even have plant counts is ridiculous. If you want to, I mean, look, I smoke a lot of weed. I know a lot of people that would like to smoke more weed, but can't afford to. Because fucking taxes. And, you know, some people are assholes. But, you know, if they have the ability to grow, you know, they might be able to turn their fucking garage into a grow where they could be yielding enough weed to fucking sustain the habit they want. Maybe even make some of their own hash. Right? Oh, no, but they don't don't say anything about you can make your own hash. Your own medicine. That's probably still manufacturing. If... Uh, if I were to guess, and again, who's checking, right? Who's checking? I don't fucking know. What the fuck could happen where I'm just in a situation or someone is in a situation where they still have to stress about it? This is bullshit. You know, you're talking about fucking, I remember when Colorado had 99 plant counts. And you could fucking... Get multiple, you could be a caregiver with multiple people with 99 plant count, and then, you know, they sign their count over to you, and you fucking, you can grow all their plants. That's how it used to be. You can be literally growing hundreds of plants. Legally. Protected. Hey, man, I got these fucking patients, you know what I mean? First form energy drink, baby. Mm. Just what I needed to fucking keep going. Uh, we've been at this for a little while. Two cannabis plants, man. You can have two of them. That's all you get. Get you a little tent. Get you a blurple LED. Get you fucking little plastic lip fan. You know? And yeah, enjoy it, man. Enjoy your two plants. You can have them. That's what you're allowed to have. That's what that's what we'll let you have, you fucking pieces of shit. Um, let's see. Two cannabis plants. Okay. Would automatically expunge the convictions of conduct that would be made legal under the law, and the individual serving time for such offenses would be allowed to file for resentencing. They would be allowed to file for resentencing. Not, hey, the shit... That first of all, right, before we even say that, first of all, the bill would automatically expunge convictions for conduct that would be made legal under the law. We don't even know what is legal because they will still fine you for it. What the fuck? You bought it at the store and they'll fine you. You don't have the property packaging, they'll fine you. So, like, okay, so mate, are you saying that, like, I, I can pay a fine now and I can get out I can get my shit expunged. Okay, so only if it was the conduct, I guess, being you got caught with twelve grams or less of concentrated cannabis or up to one and a half, up to two and a half ounces of weed. Right? If you got caught with more than that, you cannot expunge. Right? If you fucking 
got caught with more than that, you cannot file for resentencing. And if you got caught with an ounce and a half or less and are still serving time, you can file for resentencing, but there is no fucking guarantee that you're getting it, you little bitch. There's no fucking guarantee that you're getting it. We, the judges, only God and us judges can judge you. And we will tell you if we decide that you got caught with one and a half ounces of weed, whether or not you should be let out of jail, motherfucker. Because this is some bullshit. Who's going to fucking, who's going to fill the prisons now? You know, but anybody that got caught with more than an ounce and a half, two and a half ounces of weed, or 12 grams of fucking concentrated cannabis, uh, y'all motherfuckers cannot file for resentencing, even though there's a constitutional, a state constitutional amendment, quote unquote, legalizing the adult use of cannabis. Like, y'all think, oh, I could go buy weed in the store. And it's like, okay, cool. I can have two cannabis plants. Cool. Good to go. You know? Um, there would still be tons of people locked up for nonviolent cannabis-related offenses. Lots of people still locked up on some, some charges that they got based on some bullshit smell like weed in here. Yeah. This bill would require specific studies on the use of cannabis, the medical cannabis industry, and the adult use cannabis industry. It would also establish the Cannabis Business Assistance Fund and the Cannabis Public Health Fund, which I guess the Cannabis Public Health Fund is like the fucking Compassionate Care Fund that was written into our current system and has been written in, and they have not implemented the actual system. Hmm. I don't give a fuck about you. The bill did not set up a licensing and regulatory framework for marijuana sales. Hmm. Okay, so... What, is, what does that mean? You know? I feel like I gotta, do, I, I gotta pull up House Bill 837. Where the fuck is this? Why is there no link to Maryland HB... Eight three seven. I'm gonna pull it up right here, right here. Damn. So I found the actual bill. Uh, went through a bunch of like a uh, but of it, a bunch of it. Talking about the cannabis business assistance fund, right? Which was briefly mentioned uh, in that little synopsis. Uh, in this section, fund means the Cannabis Business Assistance Fund. There's a Cannabis Business Assistance Fund. The purpose of the fund is to assist small, minority-owned, and women-owned businesses entering the adult-use cannabis industry. The department shall administer the fund. Fund is a special non-lapsing fund that is not subject uh, to Section 7-302 of the State Finance and Procurement Article. State treasurers shall hold the fund separately, and the comptroller shall account for the fund. Fund consists of money appropriated in the state budget, uh, to the fund and any other money from any other source accepted for the benefit of the fund. Subject to paragraph two of the subsection, the fund may be used only for grants or loans to small minority-owned or women-owned businesses for 
license application assistance for participation in the adult use cannabis industry, uh, assistance with the operating or capital expenses of a business participating in the adult use cannabis industry, assistance with the operating or capital expenses of a business participating in the adult use cannabis industry. Interesting. Okay. Uh, targeted training to support participation in the adult use cannabis industry and grants to historically black colleges and universities for cannabis related programs and business development organizations, including incubators to train and assist small minority and women business owners and entrepreneurs seeking to become licensed to participate in the adult use cannabis industry. Right. Okay. So already, I mean, hey, you know, it's great. They're trying to be inclusive by being inclusive. You're excluding others. You know, like, what about the people who have been convicted of crimes? What about the people that have been putting their life on the line for the plant for literally their entire lives? Nah, it's cool. Some women want to get involved. All right, just give them some money. Um, let's see. The department shall prioritize awarding grants and loans in accordance with paragraphs of the subsection to populations that have been historically disproportionately impacted by the enforcement of laws criminalizing the use of cannabis. Um, may award grants or loans to individuals who have been convicted of a violation of the law criminalizing use of cannabis. Oh, okay, great. Woo! Uh, may not award grants or loans to small minority and women business owners and entrepreneurs with high personal net worth. Okay. Okay. But I don't know. A lot of jargon in there. In order to award grants and loans in accordance with paragraph one of the subsection, the department shall develop partnerships with traditional minority serving institutions in the state and surrounding jurisdictions, including historically black colleges and universities, trade associations representing minority and women owned businesses, and Governor's Office of Small Minority and Women Women Business Affairs. State Treasurer shall invest the money of the fund in the same manner as other state money shall be invested. Any interest earnings of the fund shall be credited to the fund. Expenditures from the fund may be made only in accordance with the state budget. Okay, let's see. Um, okay. Laws of Maryland. Should it further be enacted, the laws of Maryland read as follows. Article. Criminal law. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not possess or administer to another a controlled dangerous substance unless obtained directly or by prescription or order from an authorized provider acting in the courts of professional practice or obtain or attempt to attain a controlled dangerous substance or procure or attempt to procure the administration of a controlled dangerous substance by fraud, deceit, misrepresentation, or subterfuge. The counterfeiting or alteration of a prescription or a written order, the concealment of a material fact, the use of a false name or address, falsely assuming the title of or representing to be a manufacturer, distributor, or authorized provider, or making, issuing, or presenting a false or counterfeit prescription or written order, except as provided in paragraphs 2, 3, and 4 of the subsection, a person who violates this section is guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction is subject to for a first conviction, imprisonment not exceeding one year, or a fine not exceeding 5000 or both. For a second or third conviction, imprisonment not exceeding 18 months, or a fine not exceeding 5000 or both. 
for a fourth or subsequent conviction, imprisonment not exceeding two years, or a fine not exceeding 5000 or both. Except as provided in subparagraph 2 of this paragraph, a person whose violation of this section involves the use or possession of marijuana, cannabis, is a guilty of misdemeanor possession of marijuana, cannabis, and is subject to imprisonment not exceeding six months or a fine not exceeding a thousand or both. Dang, dude. This is crazy. The first finding of guilt under this section involves the use or possession of less than 10 grams of marijuana. Uh, that's what it was. This new law would be amended and say one and a half ounces or less of cannabis is a civil offense punishable by a fine not exceeding one hundred dollars. Uh, a finding of guilt under this section involving the use or possession of more than one and a half ounces, but not more than two and a half ounces of cannabis, is a civil offense punishable by a fine not exceeding two fifty. Okay, we already knew this. Um, let's see. Okay, this is one that's cut out, I guess. Uh, in addition to a fine, a court shall order a person under the age of 21 who commits a violation punishable under subparagraph 1 or 2 of this subparagraph to attend a drug education program approved by the Department of Health. Okay. Um, a court that orders a person to a drug education program or substance abuse assessment or treatment under this subparagraph may hold the case subcurrent pending receipt of proof of completion of the program, assessment, or treatment. Okay, so I'm not going to fuck with you. Provisions of this subsection of the section uh, may not be construed to affect the laws relating to operating a vehicle or vessel while under the influence or while impaired by a CDS, controlled dangerous substance, or seizure and forfeiture. Uh, <laughs> that's important. Or seizure and forfeiture. So what they're saying there is that don't get it fucked up. The provisions of this subsection of this section may not be construed to affect the laws relating to. Meaning, don't think that just because you can have some weed that you can drive a car or operate a vessel under the influence of some weed uh, and, or uh, the seizure and forfeiture laws. I mean, we can still take your shit and will. Section 4, and be it further enacted that the laws of Maryland read as follows. Uh, House Bill 837, 5-601. Except as otherwise provided in this article, a person may not possess or administer to another a controlled dangerous substance unless obtained directly by prescription or order from an authorized provider acting in the course of professional practice or the controlled dangerous substance is cannabis. The individual is at least 21 years old. The amount possessed is one and a half ounces or less or Obtain or attempt to obtain a controlled dangerous substance or procure or attempt to procure the administration of a controlled dangerous substance by fraud, deceit, misrepresentation, subterfuge, the counterfeiting or alteration of a prescription or a written order, the concealment of a material fact, the use of false names or address, falsely assuming the title of or representing to be a manufacturer, distributor, or authorized provider, or making issuing or presenting a false or counterfeit prescription or written order, except as provided in paragraphs 2, 3, and 4 of this subsection, Person who violates this section is guilty of a misdemeanor and conviction subject to, okay, blah, blah, the first. Uh, so, yeah, so they're saying if you're, um, if you're selling or uh, trying to get this shit by deceit, then 
It's uh, you can go to jail for a year. Cannabis guilty of misdemeanor. Uh, those are both first finding guilt, civil offense. Uh, let me see. Violation means a violation for which citation is issued under these new criminal laws. Law enforcement officer authorized to make arrest shall issue a citation to a child if the officer has probable cause to believe that the child is violating the criminal law involving the use or possession of cannabis. Hilarious. In the set of the following words and meanings indicated, Marijuana means all parts of any plant of the genus cannabis, whether or not the plant is growing, the seeds of the plant, the resin extracted from the plant, and each compound manufactured product, uh, remember what I said about manufacturing? Each compound manufactured product, salt, derivative, mixture, or preparation of the plant, its seeds, or its resin. We already know what resin means, no hashish. Marijuana does not include the mature stalks of the plant, fiber produced from the mature stalks, oil or cake made from the seeds of the plant, except for resin or any other compound, except for resin, any other compound, manufactured product, salt, derivative mixture, or preparation of the mature stalks, fiber, oil, or cake, the sterilized seed of the plant that is incapable of germination, or hemp as defined in the 14-101 of the agriculture article. So, no fucking, no resin, no fucking, you can't be having, uh, you know, the word marijuana means, you know, you can't just be talking about dried flour. They're talking about RSO. They're talking about hash. They're talking about rosin. They're talking about fucking live resins. BHO boys. Uh, they're talking about your fucking everything, dude. They're talking about your weed butter that you made with your magic butter machine. And you just think it's so cool. And you love it. Because you can make everything edible. You know? Um, yeah. So that's what marijuana means in these new state laws. Does not mean hemp. Cannabis means the plant cannabis, sativa L, and any parts of the plant, including all derivatives, extracts, cannabinoids, isomers, acids, salts, and salts of isomers, whether growing or not, with a delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol concentration greater than 0.3% on a dry weight basis. Cannabis does not include hemp, as defined 14 101 of the agricultural article. 5 601.1 A police officer shall issue a citation to a person who the police officer has probable cause to believe has committed a violation of 5-601 of this part involving the use of or possession of two and a half ounces or less of cannabis. Violation 5-601 of this part involving the use or possession of uh, two and a half ounces or less of cannabis is a civil offense. So you're going to be able to go buy this shit from the store and, and fucking they can still take it from you. That, that's what I'm getting Adaptation of a violation under 5-601 of this part involving the use or possession of two and a half ounces or less of cannabis, not a criminal conviction for any purpose, and does not impose any of the civil disabilities that may result from a criminal conviction. 
Assessment issued for a violation of 5-601 of this part, involving the use or possession of two and a half ounces or less cannabis, shall be signed by the police officer who issues the citation and shall contain name, address, date, blah, blah, fine, and suppose, blah. Um, notice stating that prepayment of the fine is allowed. Oh, that's good. You request a trial at the date. Citation. Okay, person under, yada yada, prepayment, certain people can't prepay it, you can get a trial, forward the goddamn violation of the code, and the state's got to prove you're guilty, blah, 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 what else? I think that's, uh... Let's see, except otherwise, find this title, person may not distribute or dispense a controlled dangerous substance or possess a controlled dangerous substance other than cannabis in sufficient quantity reasonably to indicate under all circumstances an intent to distribute or dispense a controlled dangerous substance. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not possess cannabis in sufficient quantity reasonably to indicate under all circumstances an intent to distribute or dispense cannabis. So that means probably over two and a half ounces. Possession of two and a half ounces or less of cannabis without other evidence of an intent to distribute or dispense does not constitute a violation of paragraph one of this subsection. But possession of two and a half ounces or more, we're getting iffy. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not manufacture a CDS substance other than cannabis or manufacture, distribute, or possess machine equipment, device, combination of them that is adapted to produce a controlled dangerous substance other than cannabis under circumstances that reasonably indicate the intent to use it, produce, sell, dispense, or controlled dangerous substance other than cannabis in violation of this title. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not cultivate or grow cannabis or manufacture a cannabis product or manufacture, distribute, or possess a machine, equipment, an instrument, an implement, a device, or a combination of them that is adapted to produce cannabis or a cannabis product under circumstances that reasonably indicate an intent to use it to produce, sell, or dispense cannabis or a cannabis product in violation of this title. Whoa! Ding, 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 ding. If you're still fucking here, this is this is like a fucking, this is like one of the money shots, right? Like, this is a money shot, but I have a feeling that she about to keep sucking. It's, I'm going to read that again. I'm going to slow it down. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not cultivate or grow cannabis or manufacture a cannabis product or manufacture distribute or possess a machine, equipment, an instrument, an implement, a device, or a combination of them that is adapted to produce cannabis or a cannabis product under circumstances that reasonably indicate an intent to use it to produce, sell, or dispense cannabis or a cannabis product in violation of this title. Mm. They don't want you to win. Damn. That was like a, that was like a really like deflating. Uh, except it's provided in paragraph 2 of this subsection, 5-608 and 5-609 of this subtitle. The person who violates this provision of 5-602 through 5-606 of this subtitle, that's all the shit we just read, 
uh, is guilty of a felony and on conviction is subject to imprisonment not exceeding five years or a fine not exceeding 15000 or both. A person who violates 5-602-B1 or 5-603-B of this subtitle is guilty of a misdemeanor, which uh, B, okay, <clears throat> all right, hold on. So 5-602-A uh, is all of the shit about, um, you know, you cannot provide, like, have cannabis in sufficient quantity reasonably to indicate under all circumstances an intent to distribute um, and possession of two and a half ounces or less of cannabis without other evidence of an intent to distribute or dispense does not constitute a violation of paragraph one. Okay. And then uh, 603B is the one I just read twice. So a person who violates 5-602B or 5-603B is guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction is subject to imprisonment not exceeding three years and a fine not exceeding uh, 5000 or both. So if you have three cannabis plants, you could potentially be guilty of a misdemeanor that'll put you in jail for three years and a fine not exceeding 5000 or both. So that's cool. That's really, like, cool of them. You have six plants in your house? That's fucking... Uh, that's fucking... You got... Even if you have three adults, you have six plants in one space, they'll probably charge all three with a felony. <laughs> You're distributing it to each other. Like, this shit is just fucked up. Uh, in addition to other law allowing crime to be charged with citation, um, they can give you a citation for any misdemeanor, or local ordinance, blah, 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 blah. Man. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here's one. Here's one. Position of a controlled dangerous substance other than cannabis. Possession with intent to distribute cannabis under 5-602-B1 of the criminal law or growing or manufacturing cannabis or a cannabis product under 5-603-B of the criminal law article. A police officer may charge a defendant by citation only if the officer is satisfied with the defendant's evidence of identity. The officer reasonably believes that the defendant will comply with the citation. The officer reasonably believes that the failure to charge on a statement of charges will not pose a threat to public safety. The defendant is not subject to arrest for an alleged misdemeanor involving serious injury or immediately health risk or an alleged felony arising out of the same incident or based on an outstanding arrest warrant. And the defendant complies with all lawful orders by the officer. A police officer who has grounds to make a warrantless arrest for an offense that may be charged by citation under this subsection may issue a citation in lieu of making arrest or make the arrest and subsequently issue a citation in lieu of continued custody. Great. Uh, that's on a warrantless arrest. In this subtitle, the following words have the meanings indicated. Expunge means to remove information from public inspection in accordance with this subtitle. She shouldn't even be expunged. I'm talking about a fucking plant, I'm talking about you're legalizing it, should be just fucking dilly control. Oh. Delete. Um, let's see. 
a petition for expungement based on the conviction of a crime under uh, these subsections may not be filed uh, before satisfactory completion of the sentence, including probation that was imposed for the conviction. See, okay, here's some good shit. A person incarcerated after having been convicted of possession of cannabis under 5-601 of the criminal law article may present an application for resentencing to the court that sentenced the person. The court shall grant the application and resentence the person to time served. If the per person is not serving a concurrent or consecutive sentence for another crime, persons shall be released from incarceration. In this subtitle, if two or more charges other than one for minor traffic violation or possession of cannabis under 5-601 of the criminal law article arise from the same incident, transaction, or set of facts, they are considered to be a unit. Charge for the minor traffic violation or possession of cannabis under 5601 that arises from the same incident, transaction, set of facts is not a part of the unit. If a person is not entitled to expungement of one charge or conviction in a unit, the person is not entitled to expungement of any other charge or conviction in a unit. So if you get charged with multiple things and one of them you can't get expunged, then you can't get expunged. We won't expunge either. Cool. Position of a charge for a minor traffic violation that arises from the same incident, transaction, or set of facts as a charge in the unit does not affect any right to expungement of a charge or conviction in the unit. Okay, great. Great. So minor traffic violation comes from a fucking incident. Isn't going to impact it. Cool. person may file a petition listing relevant facts for the expungement of a police record, court record, any other record maintained by the state or political subdivision of the state of a person is convicted of a misdemeanor. This violation of 6-320 of the alcoholic beverages article. Great. Cool. Cannabis. Where is, but like it doesn't say. Uh, so yeah, if you have a, um, it says right here the prohibition against possession with intent to distribute controlled dangerous substance. No. Okay. A petition for expungement of a felony may not be filed earlier than 15 years. Okay. Uh, for which expungement is requested, including parole, probation, mandatory supervision. A petition for expungement of a conviction of the possession with intent to distribute of cannabis under 5-602 of the criminal law article may not be filed earlier than four years after the person satisfies the sentence or sentences imposed for all convictions for which expungement is requested, including parole, probation, or other mandatory supervision. Okay, not bad. So you get convicted of PWID, uh, you can file for expungement uh, four years after you have completed your sentence and any probations. You know, I guess that's good. In this section, expunge means to remove all references to blah, blah, possession of cannabis under the criminal law article is the only charge in the case 
and the charge was issued before July 1st, 2023. What case is ever just one charge? They charge you usually with like 100 things. The Health Advisory Council. All right, I'm going to read some of this for a second, and then I'm going to, I'm going to get back at it. And we're back. So just to give you an update, um, since the last portion of this was recorded, um, it's been a couple days and I've had an opportunity to go through the rest of the bill. And then that was actually the first draft. So I'm not going to go back through and reread the whole shit and the final one. Uh, to the best I can tell, I am going to give you uh, some of the things that are added in that were not added in. Uh, and that needed to be some of the things that were changed. And, um, you know, you can dive in a little bit more. What I didn't really go over was the stuff about the um, the different funds and who's supposed to be elected to the fund and how long they're supposed to be elected because, honestly, that's not the important part for me, but I would advise that you still go in there and check it out, um, as well as really read through this entire bill. Again, I'm going to throw the notes, uh, the link in the show notes, and you can get the fuck after it. But yeah, so let me see. Let me scroll up a little bit here. Um, some of this stuff was kind of crazy. They changed it. Uh, civil use amount. Uh, like I said, same thing. One and a half, two and a half. None of that is changed. Um, there is a, uh, for smoking of cannabis in a public place, there's a civil offense punishable by a first finding of guilt, a fine. Originally, it was supposed to be $50. Uh, now it's 250 and 500 on a second or subsequent finding of guilt uh, for smoking in a public place. So being outside in public, cannot smoke, you'll get a fine. Uh, yeah, nothing has really changed. Oh, two or fewer cannabis plants. This is where some things, uh, there's a little more in there than there was the other day on the first one. I'm just trying to find the part. Um, a person may not cultivate cannabis plants in any manner that is contrary to this section. Cannabis plants may not be cultivated in a cultivation a location where the plants are subject to public view, including a view from another private property. Without the use of binoculars, aircraft, or other optical aids. In this subsection, reasonable precautions include cultivating cannabis in enclosed locked space to which persons under the age of 21 do not possess a key. A person who cultivates cannabis shall take reasonable precautions to ensure the plants are secure from unauthorized access and access by a person under the age of 21 years. Cannabis cultivation may occur only on a property lawfully in possession of the cultivator or with the consent of the person in lawful possession of the property. 
So if you don't own your house and you're renting, technically you cannot grow any cannabis without talking to your landlord first. A person under the age of 21 years of age may not cultivate cannabis plants. A person may not cultivate, cultivate more than two cannabis plants, as we went over the other night. If two, and I think this is something that I had mentioned, if this is uh, I was unsure about, here we have some clarification. In two or more persons at least 21 years old reside at the same residence, no more than two cannabis plants may be cultivated at that residence. So no sharing, right? No growing medicine for your own individual persons, even if you don't have any relation to each other. Only one of you can grow some fucking weed. person who violates this section is guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction is subject to imprisonment not exceeding three years or a fine not exceeding 5000 or both. And I'd assume, right, that they're, they're, it's not going to be that simple. And anything over two plants, you're putting yourself at risk. Oh, but they're not going to... Uh, Who's going to be checking? You never fucking know. They say that now. Um, in this subsection, adult sharing means transferring cannabis between persons who are 21 years of age or older without remuneration. Adult sharing does not include instances in which, one, cannabis is given away at contemporaneously, contemporaneously, with another reciprocal transaction between the same parties. So cannabis is given away contemporaneously with another reciprocal transaction between the same parties, meaning you can't give somebody some cannabis and then, you know, they buy a sticker for $50, you know? Here we go, rolling into number two. A gift of cannabis is offered or advertised in conjunction with an offer for the sale of goods or services. So no selling any stickers or any services and then giving a gift of cannabis. A gift of cannabis is contingent on a separate reciprocal can transaction for goods or services. Man, they're really getting specific here. Two, this section does not prohibit and no civil or criminal penalty may be imposed for adult sharing of the personal use amount of cannabis. Um, maybe further enacted. Okay, is there anything? Uh, that's all the other than cannabis stuff. So I think that's pretty clear. Should be pretty clear right there. I mean, that if that's not a hell no for you on all these things already, then what the fuck are you doing? Seriously. I would like to know, please, when you listen to this, message me and tell me why you think this is a good thing. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not possess cannabis in sufficient quantity reasonably to indicate under all circumstances an intent to distribute or dispense cannabis. Possession of the civil use amount of cannabis or the personal use amount of cannabis 
without other evidence of an intent to distribute or dispense does not constitute a violation of paragraph one of this subsection. It's fucking hilarious. Except as otherwise provided in this title, a person may not cultivate or grow cannabis in a, or manufacture a cannabis product or manufacture, distribute, or possess a machine, equipment, an instrument, an implement, a device, or combination of them that is adapted to produce cannabis or cannabis product under circumstances that reasonably indicate an intent to use it to produce, sell, or dispense cannabis or cannabis product in violation of this title. That's crazy. Person who violates this, guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction, subject to three years and a fine not exceeding 5000 or both. Scale is definitely paraphernalia to indicate uh, that you are distributing, according to this. So, it doesn't matter if you use the scale to dose out your medication properly, based, again, on that math, you know. Possession with intent, growing or manufacturing cannabis. You know, that's crime. The expungement shit, none of that has really changed. Uh, The fund. Pretty sure, you know, it's uh, all the things they're supposed to use the money for. Uh, There's... A lot on the smoking and the places in which are described as public and, um, you know, places where you can smoke and where you cannot smoke and the ins and outs of that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, they tell you places you cannot smoke on a highway, a limousine, a motorhome, a motor vehicle moped, motor scooter, moving violation. Uh, An occupant of a motor vehicle may not smoke cannabis in a passenger area of a motor vehicle on a highway. That's been added in there. Just so you know, Community Reinvestment Repair Fund provide funds to community-based organizations that serve communities determined by the Office of the Attorney General been the most impacted by disproportionate enforcement of the cannabis prohibition before July 1st, 2022. Comptroller administers that fund. It's a non-lapsing fund. You know. Uh, revenue distributed to that fund. That is at least 30% of the revenues from adult use cannabis. Licensing fees paid by dual licensed cannabis, cannabis re, uh, establishments. Any other money from any other source accepted for this fund. Dual licensed facilities. So they're going to be giving multiple licenses to people that already have them. You know, let's see how they give them to the little guy. Be interesting. We'll see. I'm excited. Um, I hope that you don't vote for this because it's kind of garbage. I mean, really, there's a lot of shit that needs to be tightened up in here. 
you know, I'd highly advise for you to go on it. I'm going to add these into the show notes, as I've already said a hundred times this fucking episode. And uh, I'm honestly, I'm eager to get this out. A lot of people have been hitting me up about it already. I know I've been talking about it the last week. But I hope that you take all these different things that I spoke about here into account when making your decision, you know. I can tell you what I think and what I'm, my plan is as far as how I'm going to vote and what I think you should do. But that's, that's my thought process after taking some time to look through this, read through it, consider some options, think about it, you know, and ultimately uh, what I've come to based on that. So I would ask you to do the same. You know, take the time to sit and, and read some of this bill and go through and, you know, decide whether or not these things are important. Not only to you, but to those who are still locked up, who will still be getting locked up because they are still creating mad crimes as described in this bill. And they've gotten awfully specific on uh, what that entails. You know, the future of Maryland cannabis is in your guys' hands and cannabis everywhere. If you haven't noticed, if you haven't known, and I've spoken about this before in episodes uh, a long time ago. But Maryland is a state that has been like a model state where they look at what goes on here for our cannabis program and uh, other states have implemented many of the policies and procedures of Maryland based on how they find Maryland to be. And that's a fact. You can ask pretty much anybody in the industry that runs a dispensary or grow, they will tell you. You know, and so I, I I really am appreciative of you taking the time to listen to this and to give a fuck about the local situation in our our state primarily, and because this is some shit that can affect everyone, you know. And these are the types of things that if you're not in Maryland, you should still be listening to. You should still be keeping an ear to the streets. You should still be going to your local politicians and fighting for a real change. And it's fucked up because. You know, the representatives of normal here in Maryland, uh, I unfortunately have not had a great experience with. And there's a lot of weird egos and shit that goes on. But um, at the end of the day, we have to do the things that we have to do. We have to show up, keep showing out. Right. But don't don't fucking continue to perpetuate a stereotype of who we are. You know, and myself included. That's why I focus on getting better every day, working hard. Taking personal responsibility, accepting uh, accountability for your actions, you know, doing what's right, not what's necessarily popular. I still continue to get shadow banned on across social media for the things that I've said for the last two and a half years that have all come out to be essentially true. And so when I ask you guys to share this shit, uh, know that it it is extremely important to me. And I am extremely grateful every time that you do. You know, and that doesn't just mean fucking put that shit up on your story. Send that shit to one of your friends. Send this episode to some people that you know that already take advantage of uh, the Maryland cannabis program. People that are looking forward to adult use um, and, and have them. Really contemplate these things as well. Have a real conversation about it. 
Think about it. Talk about it. Sm- have a fucking long smoke about it. You know, take some dabs and, and really think, what does the future of cannabis look like for my children and my children's children? You know, and what I'm seeing is not conducive for what I personally envision. You know, I'd like my kids to be able to run down a field of fucking cannabis plants. This law does not, like this bill does not facilitate that dream. You know, and I, I think about the people in the industry I know that already have like literally groaned about what I've said in regards to this bill in the past on my story and, and you know, like on the gram. And, and it's wild because one of those guys specifically is the guy that I knew that was supposed to bring me to SunMeds, which I think at the beginning of the episode, I was supposed to go there on Wednesday. I did not. Um, and I don't think that I will be going and it's unfortunate, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hate or speculate, but things just didn't work out. And, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, sometimes you have to think and, and stay calm, cool and collected, not let your ego or your frustration get in the way. You know, I, I cleared my schedule, changed things up. I have three kids. I have work, uh, travel to go to the facility, uh, basically to give you some free marketing. You know, it it would be great if you could respect my time and respect the fact that I'm a father of three small children. I have uh, a lot going on in my life. And I cannot afford to spend money and lose money just to come and give you some free marketing. So, uh, that's for anybody, this is what it is. I'm currently not taking on any unpaid work at the moment. I appreciate you keeping me in mind and I hope this message finds you well, but we need to think about this, man. Already, everything is going up. I don't know about you, but, you know, I feel it. A lot of people feel it. You know, yeah, gas has been coming back down. It's great. But fucking, inter- you know, uh, interest rates on your mortgage are not. Rent's not. People are paying unprecedented amounts of their fucking take-home income towards their rent. Not even able to own. People paying overinflated prices on houses. You know, it's hard. A lot of people's cannabis budget has dwindled. These companies don't care. Right? These people don't care. All of the dispensaries that are telling you, vote yes, vote yes, vote yes. That's because they're going to keep making money. And you're not even going to be able to grow enough weed to supplement, like, the money you do spend at the dispensaries. Right, the whole point of home grow is not to eliminate the dispensary. It's to be. It's the same as fucking growing tomatoes. You're not growing tomatoes at home to fucking not ever buy a tomato at the store, but it's to fucking feel good and it's to be able to supplement the tomatoes that you do eat. And occasionally, when you fucking eat a nice meal with some fresh tomatoes out of your home garden, that shit feels good. 
the same it does smoking weed out of your own garden. That shit feels good. You went through a lot to get that fucking plant into your bowl. That seed to grow and, and you water and nurture and care for and love. And maybe you even, when you harvest it, you, you froze it and then made some fucking, got your Mr. Bubble Man bag, fucking in some five-gallon buckets, and, and you went through and you made yourself your, your own hash, your own bubble hash. You know, they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to be able to have, uh, you know, be able to smoke the amount of weed that you want to smoke. And it's like, I, I believe that people would, even if they could, grow all their own weed, they'd still go to the dispensary because there's a convenience element, right? There's the fact that you don't want to smoke the same weed all the time. It's the fact you probably don't want to be growing all different weed all the time. So it's like the dispensary is, is still going to be something that's necessary. I don't know, man. You know, you can't, they're saying can't be in public view. That means no outdoor plants either. You know, unless you got six foot fences, uh, or maybe like a greenhouse they can't see in. But even that, you know, I'd be sketched out. Like, holy fuck. Like, I don't know how how else to see it. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I, I'm, I'm thinking about it too much. But am I? You know, this is something that's been important to me since... I was fucking 13, 14 years old. You're talking about this bill changing a constitutional amendment to our Maryland Constitution that doesn't change the fact that when you're driving down the road, you still have to fucking feel paranoid every time those fucking lights come on behind you. Because you are absolutely not protected. There, it, it sounds like they can actually take your store-bought weed and give you a ticket for it after you paid for it. Is that the type of world you want to be living in? I, I ask that in all seriousness. You know, so when it comes time, November comes around, fucking vote no. If you want my thought process. You know? And if you if you think vote yes, please, please hit me up. Let me know why. After listening to this, after hopefully diving into the bill yourself, why why would you think that? I can't and I can't wait because there are going to be some people that say that, and I can tell you they probably are uh, patient care specialists at your local dispensary, cucking for their boss who's trying to make fucking more millions. And that's cool. I'm not hating on, on people that want to make their bread. They got to make their bread. But they didn't put their life in the line for the plant to, to be in this fucking position that they're in. To even have an opportunity to fucking use their dad's money to grow, to fucking open a dispensary. <coughs> oh man, this jerk got me. So... Yeah, uh, with all that being said, all of this being said, it's about that time. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that for all that, after all this, you're thinking, damn, 
How can I support this podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked. Some easy ways to do it, man. One, like I said, share it with your fucking friends, your family, your grandma, anybody that is a uh, is potentially impacted by this bill, and uh, and and whomever you know that that likes uh, my face made for podcasting. They like hearing the smooth sounds of your boy LB late night. Share it with them. You know, talk about this. Figure it out. You know, this is an opportunity to use your voice, to band together and us as a community for real. Use our voice. You know, I, I beg of you to, to use yours. But I digress. Share this. You can fucking follow me on anywhere you want to follow me. YouTube, uh, Instagram. Twitter at Bongtomore, at Lord Bongtomore on Instagram. Um, if you want some, uh, you know, some of my fitness and coaching and, you know, my uh, a private community where I'm trying to build um, my tribe and it's a place where you can be a part of the tribe. You can be a leader, you know, and, and hopefully share some experience, learn something, and then take some of that shit and apply it to the rest of your communities out in the rest of the world. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Team Never Tap. Never Tap fam. Hey, uh, you can support yourself by going to firstform.com slash Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T, Aces, A-C-E-S, and getting you some shit. Get you some joint mobility Re re oil uh, with some synovial fluid to your body because it pairs well with the first form energy drinks. My favorite is Blue Wrath, Orange Sunrise. Uh, the green one is pretty good too. It's kind of like Mountain Dew. I like to to drink a, one of those with joint mobility. Gets me uh, something about the caffeine the stimulant effect is enhanced. When uh, I take joint mobility with it, um, get you some motherfucking Formula One fast acting whey isolate, cold temperature processed, so it's as minimally denatured as it comes, so your body can most easily absorb it and recognize it as a protein source. Too many companies are skimping on the cold temperature processing. Uh, if you're saying, hey, I don't really work out super hard. And I don't need Formula One, a fast-acting whey protein and uh, and a high-glycemic carb of ignition for uh, an undefeated post-workout snack. You might say, well, but I do need one that's going to act a little more like uh, that's going to something a little more that's going to mimic the digestion of whole foods. Great, get you some level one, some of the best flavors uh, on the planet. Lunar pie is the newest one. I'm I'm obsessed. I mix a little bit of coffee, like my remnants of my second cup that are just sitting there. Uh, at about noon, I typically just throw that in a shake with a scoop and a half of Lunar Pie Level 1. Throw it in the freezer for about an hour, hour and a half, so it's nice and, and, and frosty. And fucking suck that bitch down. It's A1. That is a true hitter, to be honest. You know, those are, uh, are some of the important ones, you know. Fall, seasonal depression, fam. I know y'all are about to be all on my timelines talking about that shit. 
Now's the time. Get you some fucking liposomal vitamin D. Uh, super, super high absorption. Uh, it's literal happiness in a bottle. Uh, take it with your regular microdose and your micronutrient packs. Microfactor. Um, it's a full efficacious dose of everything you can need. Uh, EPAs and DHAs. CoQ10 for heart health. Antioxidants, fruits and veggies. Uh, the whole fucking nine. It's a great value for everything that you're getting in that pack. Foundational health. Um, pair it up with some OptiGreens Red. OptiGreens and OptiReds, 50. Um, practice good gut health. Get you some antioxidants in your body. Uh, I'm not trying to keep you all fucking day. What else can you do? Uh, share it. Support yourself. Get in. If you need some coaching, let me know. I got you. I can help you. We'll get you on a plan. We'll get your food right. Get you eating right. Track that shit. Sky's the limits. Whatever results you want, we're going to get them. And I'm going to go out of my way. Because that's what I do. I'm in the fucking business of saving lives. Baltimore, out.